what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. To reduce it on down to ten, to reduce it on down to five, and to eventually come to the place that when the Lord takes a step, I'm taking a step right along with Him, and there's no room for anything else to come between me and Him. Could grace or mercy be so close to God, a cockroach can't even get in between there. That's my five-year plan. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 1 Kings. The book of 1 Kings chapter 18. Move down if you will to verse 3. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 3. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said to Obadiah, Go into the land unto all the fountains of water and unto all the brooks. Peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him. And he fell on his face and said, Art thou that, my Lord, Elijah? I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching just a few minutes. Being in the right place at the right time. I've learned over the years, I've been saved since I was 12 years old. And I've learned over the years that what God has planned for us is far greater than anything that you and I can come up with on our own. God has a plan. He has a purpose, a work, if you will, for every single human being. We may not know what that plan is. And let me say this today, if you don't know what God's plan is for your life, if you don't know what the will of God is for your life, that's okay. Just because you don't know what the will of God is doesn't mean that you're out of the will of God. Think about this for a minute. What if you did know what God's purpose and plan for your life was? Could that mess things up if you knew? Think about it. 
Sometimes the Lord gives me a message right at the last minute, and I, and I hate it when he does this because I, I really get, get to sweating it when Saturday rolls around and I don't exactly have the mind of the Lord and things aren't going quite right. And he waits right up to the last minute, and I'm like, Lord, why do you, why do you wait right up to the last minute at times to give me the word that you want me to give to the people? And he said, because if I gave it to you on Monday, you'd have it all messed up by Sunday morning. Sometimes the things that God has for us, it just happens. It just happens. And if we knew ahead of time, we'd mess it up. So if you're sitting here today and you don't know what God's will is, you don't know what his plans are for you, that's okay. That's okay. God has a plan. He has a purpose, a work, if you will, for everybody. And the sad thing about it is what God has planned rarely materializes. And the people miss out on the greatest opportunity in their life because, first of all, they're not saved. Number one, they're in rebellion against God. Number two, if they are saved, there's a lack of discipline, a lack of consecration and dedication to the Lord. Now let me deal with this for just a minute. Being in the right place at the right time, God has a place for salvation that place is the cross. There is no other way of salvation. There is no salvation in Islam. There is no salvation in Buddhism. There is no other salvation other than what God has given us in His Word. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into this world and died on a cross for our sins. It was there at the cross that man's sin debt was paid. It was there at the cross where you and I can be forgiven. It was there at the cross where his blood was shed. And by faith, you can grab his blood today and apply it to your heart, and your sins will be forgiven, and you can stand before God justified. Justified, never sinned. Glory to God. Being in the right place, the cross, can set you up for the right time. Heaven, later. The time is now. The Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Being in the right place now, which is in Christ and what he did at the cross, can help you avoid the wrong place for a long time. The next thing I want to deal with, it's important to be saved, but after you get saved, discipline is a very important thing. You've got to discipline yourself. You have got to set your clock to go off at a proper time on Sunday morning so that you can be here on time 
for Sunday school and church. You've got to discipline yourself. Same thing on Wednesday night. If you're able, if you're not working late, whatever the case, set yourself up to come to God's house and learn His Word. Okay? The other thing. You need to set aside a time every day and open up the Word of God and read a chapter or a couple of verses or whatever, however the Holy Spirit leads you to do. But you have got to get in this Word and set a habit of reading His Word every day and pray. Prayer time. You see... Praying is when we talk to God, and when we read His Word, that's God talking to us. God wants to talk to you, and He talks to you through His Word. You've got to discipline yourself. You've got to just, I mean, praying is hard. Praying is hard. I, I have found at times when I pray, if I don't put the dog outside, if I don't lock the cat up, if I don't take the phone off the hook, if I don't take the battery out of my cell phone, it's going to ring. Because everything in the world is going to come against you when you get ready to sit down and start praying. The cat will start climbing the walls. The dog will start barking at demon spirits and everything in the world to, to distract you from getting along with God for a few minutes. Discipline yourself. Consecration. Dedication. God did not save you to sit on a pew and do nothing. God did not save you for you to sit back and observe a service every Sunday. God called you into his work to perform a function, to be of service in the upbuilding of his kingdom. And you perform a function somehow, some way. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what your color of skin may be. But God has a reason and a purpose and a function for every single human being that has ever lived. And that includes you and I today. And it behooves us to find out what that is. And again, just because we don't know doesn't mean that we're out of the will of God. And it just might be that it's best, in some cases, for us not to know. Now, Obadiah, he was in the right place at the right time. Now, this is not the same Obadiah that wrote the book of Obadiah. The book would be some 300 and... 50 years later, but this Obadiah here, the Bible says that he feared God, and somehow God maneuvered this man into this position of being the governor over Ahab's house. Now, Ahab was one of the most ungodly kings that ever sit upon the throne of Israel. The Bible says in 1 Kings 16 verse 30 that Ahab did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. The Bible says he went and married Jezebel. Jezebel was an evil, wicked woman. At the same time, she was very beautiful, very provocative, 
It's been said that every man in Israel was captivated by her beauty. And Ahab, he would do anything for her and did. The Bible says in verse 31, 1 Kings sixteen thirty-one, that Ahab went and served Baal and worshipped him. Verse 32, he built a house and an altar of worship for Baal. And this increase in Baal worship led to the first record of civil power being used to shut the mouths of the true prophets of God. When we look at our country today, the exact same thing is taking place today. The same demon spirits of hell that was working through Jezebel and Ahab is at work today and they're working overtime today in America to shut the mouths of Christians, to shut the mouths of the true prophets of God. The civil powers that be, along with the mainstream media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and all of that sin, we've already seen how they've used this COVID thing to shut down churches. There are churches right now, they have closed their doors because instead of listening to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, they turned on the worldly news and members quit going to church. And churches have closed its doors. Back in September of 2020, right in the heat of the whole COVID thing, there was a church out in Moscow, Idaho. They went out to sing in the public square it, something they had done for years. And the police was sent out there to break it up, to stop it, because they were not wearing masks. Three people were arrested and many others were cited because they were not wearing masks. And see, what is really upsetting about this is that when Black Lives Matter marched through the same square, over the George Floyd situation. They won't wear any mask, and there was no police stepping in, arresting anybody, and doing anything. You see the hypocrisy in all of this. There are forces in this country right now, if they had their way, they'd shut every church, they'd burn every Bible, they would, they would pass laws that would fine you for sharing your faith with others because they hate God. Now, I want you to get this now. Because Obadiah worked for a God-hater. Now, I want that to sink in. Obadiah worked for Ahab. He was in the highest position that one could be in under Ahab. He was the governor over Ahab's house. And you say, well, wait a minute, Brother James. I, I thought Obadiah was in the right place at the right time. How can Obadiah, a man of God, how can he be in the right place at the right time by serving and being under a man who is so ungodly, a God-hater? 
How can God bless Obadiah working in an environment like that? Couldn't God have blessed Obadiah doing some, something else? I mean, right now, good grace and mercy, you can get a job anywhere. You don't need a college education now to get a, get a job. All you need now is a pulse. They'll hire you. But couldn't God have blessed Obadiah doing something else? You see, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the blessings of God. You see, when you get right down to it, the true blessings of God, number one, being saved. Number two, discipline yourself, consecrating, dedicating yourself, following God, following the Lord Jesus Christ, and getting as close to Him as you can. And if you'll follow in His footsteps, follow with Him, things will just fall into place. And He'll use you. And let me tell you, to be used of God is greater than anything else that you can come up with. Being used of God, consecrating yourself to God, going before the Lord and saying, Lord, my life is yours, my heart is yours, my house is yours, my car is yours, my truck is yours, my trailer is yours. Good grace and mercy, my dog is yours. Lord, if you can use it however you need to use it, God, use me for the upbuilding of your kingdom. Everything I have, God, it's yours. Use me to the fullest extent that you can. I look at my own life. And the Lord's anywhere from 20 to 30 steps in front of me. Somebody asked me the other day, James, what's your five-year plan? I'm going to tell you what my five-year plan is. To close that distance. To get closer and closer to Him. To reduce that 30 steps down to 20. To reduce it on down to 10. To reduce it on down to 5. And to eventually come to the place that when the Lord takes a step, I'm taking a step right along with Him. And there's no room for anything else to come between me and Him. Could grace or mercy be so close to God, a cockroach can't even get in between there. That's my five-year plan. Is to follow in his steps. Let him call the shots. And everything else will fall into place. I've learned it the hard way. You see things going in a certain direction and you want it to go this way and you start planning and scheming and reaching out after fads and schemes. And I get so sick of it. I go through, I scroll through Facebook and there it is. How to grow your church to over 200 in a year. The church playbook. Buy the church playbook. Go through these steps and your church will grow to over 200. That is not of God. You cannot paint this thing with a broad brush and say that those plans and schemes are going to work for every church. And let me say this, if that book is not pointing you to the cross, Jesus Christ and Him crucified and the power of the Holy Ghost moving and working through that message, the church is not going to grow the way that God wants it to grow. 
Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Being in the right place at the right time. Ahab, he turns to Obadiah. There's been a drought in the land now for some three, three and a half years. Not a green blade of grass to be found anywhere. The leaves on the trees have shriveled up to a crisp. No water. The animals are dying and he turns to Obadiah and he says, let's, let's go try to find some water. And Ahab goes this way and Obadiah, he goes this way. Ahab's looking for a temporary fix to a problem. But you know, when you get right down to it, that's all man can do. A temporary fix for a problem. We're being told right now to fix this COVID thing. You need to take a shot. They ain't no shot in this world that's going to keep you here. Because when God calls your name, honey, you are going somewhere. You are going into eternity. When God calls your number, when your number is up, there ain't no vaccine in this world that's going to keep you here. Now, that's entirely up to you. If you want to take a shot, that is your business. I may even have to take a shot. But when it comes down to it, my faith is in God Almighty. He is the one. He's the one. When it comes my time to go, I'm going. Whether it be COVID, cancer, car accident, or whatever. Whatever it is. Are you ready? When your number is called, will there be a cross on your back? Will the blood be applied? Ahab's looking for a temporary fix. Obadiah, he's looking for a temporary fix as well, but this man is saved. He's in the right place at the right time, and he turns the corner. And there stood Elijah. Now the reason that is so important is because, think about it, what if Ahab had turned the corner and there stood Elijah? Ahab would have killed him on the spot. He had searched all the surrounding kingdoms trying to find Elijah. Couldn't find him. But it was in the will of God, it was in the plan of God for Obadiah to be in this place and position. See, when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, if it wasn't for Obadiah hiding those prophets in the cave, they would have died. What if he had not been in the right place at the right time? What if Obadiah hadn't have been in the right place at the right time, turned the corner and found Elijah? Ahab would have found him and killed him. I want you to get the importance of this, the significance of this. Being in the right place at the right time. It saved the lives of thousands. Because Obadiah, having met Elijah first, it presented an opportunity.
for Obadiah to go to Ahab and say, Hey, I found Elijah. He wants to talk to you. He wants to bring this drought to an end. And Obadiah sat at the meeting. And Elijah and Ahab had a talk. And in this meeting, it was all about, the talk was all about a sacrifice. A sacrifice that would be made. And my friend, when the right sacrifice was offered up, that sacrifice pointed to Christ and what he would do at Calvary. When the right sacrifice was offered up, the drought was over. <laughs> Glory to God. I said, oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Let me say it again. When the right sacrifice is offered up, the drought was over. Church, we need to get back to preaching the cross. We need to get back to telling it like it is. We need to get back to preaching the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we lift up the Lord Jesus Christ... The drought that we're going through in this country, the drought that's creeping into our churches, the drought will be over. Are you in the right place at the right time? How many people can be saved by all of us being in the right place at the right time? today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.